0: Thank you very much, Bud. Pray for Bud, pray for Lorraine. You probably also heard that um, Bernadine Hoover had fallen this week. She's in the hospital. In general, she would have had surgery yesterday. Continue to pray for her. A couple questions, thought questions. Did your attitude toward the government... And your words about our government this week attract unbelievers to Christ. For you who are students, did your response to fellow students this week attract them to Christ when there was complaining about teachers? Children, teens, did your comments about your parents when others were negative about their parents, show respect and honor for your parents. This morning I want to begin a series of messages about being sought, light, and ambassadors in our world. We'll be considering various scripture passages. And we'll seek to be intensely practical as it relates to living in our world and being sought in light and ambassadors for Christ. Making disciples, as we walk with God, as we walk with Christ, seems to be a pattern of life. Making disciples isn't something we do, but as we relate to God, we're walking with him, living with him, it becomes... A pattern. And we just naturally talk about the one we love. We naturally talk about the one that we relate to. We naturally respond how God would think when it comes to our government. And so on. And some areas that we will be seeking to cover <coughs> would be one-time contact versus relational. Contact. Many of us relate to people over and over again. Sometimes we come into contact with an individual just once, but we'll contrast those two. Some basic gospel of Christ concepts. As we look at Scripture, there's some basic things that are inherent in the gospel of Christ. I'm going to consider where are our own believers' understanding of Christ, of the gospel, you may talk to a non-believer and they may have no understanding of even God. They may not even recognize there's a Creator. You talk to them, perhaps somewhat different than you would, someone that has a very religious background. We want to look at a number of gosp- or a number of passages in the Gospels of Christ relating to unbelievers. How he related, how he responded, and also Christ relating to the religious but lost. How did Christ respond? And then just helping non believers understand the gospel. It's a work of the Holy Spirit, I recognize that. But as we share and as we interact, seeking to help them understand. We live in a world that has a lot of worldview noise, I will call it. And look at several passages in the book of Acts. How there was a response to the people in Lystra versus Athens, and then also responding to the worldview noise in our valley. How do people respond in our valley? How do they think? How do we share Christ with them? Remember, we're to be out of the box. Most of our life is spent outside the four walls of a church building, and we're to live in relationship with God, walk with Christ and share with unbelievers. We may occasionally come across an unbeliever and talk to them on one-time basis. This morning we want to look at a portion of scripture that deals with a lifestyle. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Colossians chapter 4. Colossians Chapter four, and as we think about the book of Colossians, in chapters one and two, we find that Paul would emphasize our being in Christ, writing to believers in Christ, those who are repentant of sin, trusted in Christ. They have a relationship with him. They're in Christ. That the Christian life is not something we do It's Christ in us. Then in chapters 3 and 4, we would find that he fleshes that out some of living in Christ. Day by day, as we relate to family, as we relate to co-workers, as we relate to our government. How does being in Christ flesh out in day by day living? You look at Colossians overall, 1 and 2 deals with being in Christ, living that out in chapters 3 and 4. We want to read together Colossians chapter 4 beginning with verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. For which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. seasoned with sought. So that you may know how to answer everyone. This morning we want to focus on verses 5 and 6. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Season was sought so that you may know how to answer everyone. Paul says, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Making the most or make the most of every opportunity. And then let your conversation be always full of grace and season With sought. Defining a few words for just a few moments. But before we do that, all of those are so that we may know how to answer everyone. We hear a lot of complaints about our government. How do we respond? That's an opportunity. Do we know how to answer? Words, season was sought, and so on. So we think about this passage. Paul would say be wise. Be skillful in how you live. Be skillful in the way you act. The way you act involves being occupied with a specific item. And as you look at the book of Colossians overall, one of the primary ways that we live with skill in the way we act is relationships. Colossians 3, Colossians 4 deals with relationships. Be skillful in the way you act toward outsiders, <clears throat> unbelievers, how we live in relating to them. He says, make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of is to rescue from loss or misapplication. Make the most of every opportunity. Every opportunity is a limited period of time where we can respond. So a friend comes up to you and says, I'm having problems in my marriage. That's an opportunity. Make the most of it. A student wants to cheat on a test. And how you respond to that? Make the most of the opportunity. Then he says, let your conversation, your logos, your life, your inner being, your relationships, your words and your actions, let your conversation. You can't separate words from who you are as a person. He says, let your conversation Be full of grace. A beneficial opportunity. Giving to others what they don't deserve. How to be filled with grace. Seasoned with. Prepared with. Made tasty with. Sought. What is the purpose of sought? The purpose of sought is to preserve from corruption And also to give flavor. Our words, our lifestyle, our responses, giving flavor to life, preserving from corruption. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders, make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Season was sought so that you may know how to answer everyone. We can read the text. We can seek to understand the text of Scripture. And this passage comes after being in Christ. I want to share a couple examples. Of being wise in the way we act toward outsiders. Again, coming from the text of Colossians chapter 3, because in Colossians chapter 3, Paul said, Put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Then he says, Sexual immorality and impurity. You're with a group of men or a group of women, and the conversation moves to sexual things. It depends if you're with men or with women as to what direction it may go. How do you respond to that? Are you wise in how you respond? Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Guys, whether it be teenage guys, men. Sometimes we'll say inappropriate things about women. And here you are as a believer present when something is being said. Paul says, be wise in the way you respond. The way you act towards outsiders. Maybe it is an opportunity to say, do you know what God designed for men and God designed for women? You know, there's a creator God that designed men and women. They're unique. They're different. And they're to complement one another. They're not to be used. They are people made in the image of God. When I was in college, the family I was staying with had a a kid who was a son who was older than me. And I was in the bedroom next to his, you know, living in their home. And one day he said to me, hey, Dan, come over to my bedroom. And I could tell by the tone of voice something wasn't right. And they said, Dan, come over to my bedroom. I want to show you something. I said, no, I don't want to come. He had some magazines there that portrayed women as objects rather than as humans created in the image of God. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. In light of verse 8 of chapter 3, but now you must read yourself of all such things as these: anger and rage. Be wise in the way you act, act toward outsiders. Because of Christ at work in you, not displaying anger and rage, something may not go your direction. but wise. Skillful in that you don't display anger, and you don't display rage. So you're sitting in a restaurant. You order your meal. And the waitress or waiter brings the meal and the waiter or waitress made a mistake. You say to the waitress or waiter, "Come over here. What you brought me isn't very good. And I want to take back or take it back and give it right." Rage and anger. Maybe not rage, anger. Or do you gently say, I don't know if you're having a good day or a bad day or what the story is, but you know, I did order this, but this is what came. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Verse 8 of chapter 3 says, Also getting rid of malice and slander. We have a president in our country. <clears throat> we have a Senate. We have a House of Representatives. We have a governor. We have Senate and a House in our state. And we have local officials. I pose this only in the form of a question. As you talk to unbelievers, you relate to unbelievers, and the issue of government comes up. The issue of our president or senator in the House or Governor, the Senate or House, or our local government. When malice and slander is being spoken by others, how are we responding? Oh yeah, those corrupt judges that we have in Luzerne County. Are we contributing or are we being wise in the way we respond to unbelievers? You can listen to talk radio. And some things may be said. Do we respond in kind? Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. For those of you who are children and teenagers... You're with a group of kids, a group of teens, and they ask you to do something. And it's going to mean you get home late, later than mom and dad requested. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders and you say to those unbelievers. I'm sorry I can't go because I honor and respect mom and dad. They told me to be home at nine o'clock. Oh, you don't have to listen to them. You know, it won't matter. Just call them and tell them you're coming home later. I'm to honor and respect my mom and dad. I will obey them and I will respect them. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. He's talking about all of life because he's already said the children are to obey their parents for that pleases the Lord a couple examples of applying. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, season was sought, so that you may know how to answer everyone. For you ladies, you're with some other ladies and you may be shopping or in some other context. And the ladies get to talk about men and how men are. I can tell by some response that must happen. You know how, I better be careful how far I go with this one. You know how big a jerks men are, they don't lead, etc. I know that happens because I've heard it. Make the most of every opportunity. So Ruth Ann is in a group of ladies, and the ladies are talking, a group of unbelievers, and Ruth Ann says, you may think that way about your husband or about men in general, but the men you're talking about are created in the image of God. And the man that God has given to me, his name is Dan, is loved by God, and God worked in his life and drew him to himself, and I respect him and I follow his leadership. He hasn't arrived. He's still in the making, but honor, respect, and follow him. Making the most of that opportunity rather than joining in and saying, oh yeah, that's the way men are. Another example, you as a student Or with a group of students and you get talking about teachers. Students at times will talk about teachers. I don't think you've changed it all, have you? You know, you talk about teachers sometimes in not such a good way. And here you are, you're a believer. Your relationship, Christ is in you. And you think, as they're talking about teachers, these kids here are unbelievers. I'm to make the most of every opportunity. Letting my words, letting my actions be full of grace and season was sought and after they talk a little you pipe up and you say you know the teacher that you're talking about is one that is an authority over us god set them up i want to listen to them i want to respect to them respect them i want to work hard and study, and any words I say about them, I want to be building. Let your conversation always be full of grace, season was sought, so that you may know how to answer everyone. You're with some unbelieving parents. And they're complaining about their children. They're complaining about kids in general. The world is really getting bad. Kids just don't listen nowadays. I don't know what's wrong with them. And you can tell by their response that it's an opportunity. And you're going to make the most of it. And you want to share words that are full of grace and season with sought. And you say something to this effect... I'm not sure where you are. I'm not sure where your kids are. But there is a creator God that designed the family. He designed parents, children. And those parents are to teach and to train their children to walk with God, to obey mom and dad, to respect authority. I'm not sure where you are and why you're struggling so. But would you like for me to share a little concerning this creator God and Jesus Christ and how maybe things in your family can change through Christ? Making the most of every opportunity word season was sought. Rather than joining in and, oh, yeah, kids are really getting bad. They're terrible. I know it's really bad. I saw some kids the other day, you know, and they're really bad. Well, let's not focus on the kids. Let's focus on the parents. Maybe you say to them, are you as parents teaching and training your children? We have problems with our kids. I raised four of them. They were very angelic when they were sleeping. Other times they weren't always angelic, they fought, they were nice, they were helpful, they respected sometimes, sometimes they didn't, but as a parent I recognize I have a responsibility to teach them to obey, to teach them to respect me, to honor me. Can I help you move in that direction as a parent? Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace and season with salt. Much has been said about our government over the years. It's not limited to the last two years or four years or six years. But you're with a group of unbelievers and there's tremendous complaining about our government. And you simply respond with a question. Where did our government come from? Oh, we elected our government and they're just not so good. Well, may I tell you what really is true of our government? God sets up kings. God sets up people in authority and he takes them down. And he is working at his will and his purpose. And God calls us to live in submission to those in authority over us. You know, Paying our taxes, obeying laws, and so on. So whether those in authority over us are good or not so good, we're dealing with a sovereign God here who sets up and takes down. Now that's going to change the whole nature of the conversation. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. We can talk about making disciples. We can talk about seeking to point people to Christ. And we want to do that. But it seems like our life, the way we live, opens doors of opportunity in relating to unbelievers. So that you will know how to answer everyone. Peter says something similar to that in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. So as we think about making disciples, sharing Christ, think about life. How we live and how we respond. The way we live will open many doors of opportunity to verbalize. Paul, at the end of, or coming into chapter 4, after he talks about relationships, talked about family, talked about slaves and masters, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. And then he says, so that you will know how to answer everyone. Our lives lived in Christ influence how we respond.